Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hey, my name is Phil Thompson. <laughs> and my name is Steve Lacey. Now we've confused everybody. <laughs> Uh, we're uh, we're goofing around here. Uh, he is Steve Lacey. I am Phil Thompson. Why did you? Yes, do you've never I done. I know. That. I'm just. I am so used to hearing this is a Church Solution podcast with Phil, and I'm Phil Thompson, and then Steve Lacey. Oh, so the, uh, the brain um, works in mysterious ways. It does. All so, right. What, what are we doing today? So we're a tech company that that sometimes. Uh, uh, Pushes the pushes the envelopes and talks about controversial things, uh, but we <laughs> but we're not going to do that today. Well, we might, but we're a tech company that helps churches and ministries uh, usually do streaming video, mobile apps, uh, websites, content stuff, and we do help people. With, we do talk about issues that that are not always in the tech realm because we all have a lot of experience working with churches, um, and Steve does for many years, and I, for one, uh, was a senior pastor. Was an, was an executive pastor, then became a senior pastor, then became an executive. Well, I became a video church church online pastor, too, didn't I? Uh, yeah, you've Forget done it all. That. Forget about that moment in my life. And then uh, I'm, I'm also working part-time as an executive pastor for a church of about 100 people. And uh, so I still have my hands in ministry, still getting them dirty. So you know about the topic for the day then, because it's we're, we're going to talk about the easiest job on the planet where you only have to work one day a week, right? That's right. We're going to talk about pastoral ministry and the seven most common challenges that pastors face. So it's kind of like, what time should I get up? What time should I go to bed? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. What uh, day do I go to work? When do yeah. I play golf? Uh, no, we're look, uh, <laughs> I, I know that we have people listening to this podcast. We have pastors and associates and executives and many key volunteers that, that certainly know that it is very challenging uh, to do pastoral ministry. And uh, if you've gotten involved in it at all a little bit, you have half a heart. Uh, even if you're not a pastor, you have you have some empathy and stuff. You know that it's not always easy. Yeah, it's got all the challenges of like a regular job, plus a whole nother layer of challenges of like running a company and then being a uh, a hospital for people. Yeah, so, and, and also let, let's just never forget that if you have a family, and most pastors do, your family is affected by by your work. I mean, it's not one of these nine to five deals to go home and, you know, you don't, right. it's not a, a big deal that, you know, but it, it, this is something that, you know, I've had people knocking on my door at midnight. Uh, you know, my wife uh, was involved with ministry with me as well as a volunteer and it affected her the way, uh, w the way, you know, people treated us. And I mean, most people treat us really well, but I, you know, you, you just you deal with things, and, and it affects it even affects my son. My my son's twenty years old, and and uh, uh, I, I we experienced a church split many years ago, and it 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 still affects him to this day, and so it uh, it does affect people. So we have a heart. I mean, that's the whole reason we're doing this today is because we have a heart for pastors. 
Uh, it's what we do. We, we we love the church and we love ministry. So we're going to talk about some of these common things, shall we? Yeah, so seven common challenges that pastors face. And these are just kind of resonating with me. So I thought it was a good list of uh, those. So number one on the list is low attendance levels. Low attendance levels. And, and so this is, uh, look, uh, no matter what you try to say, and I'm not saying you're out there lying if you're a pastor, but, you know, the, the idea is, <laughs> Well, what I'm getting at is, you know, we all say, hey, it's not about numbers, right? It's it's about reaching people and connecting people. And, and I, I think most of us would agree it's not about numbers. But let me just say this, uh, you know, if God didn't think numbers was important, why did he, why do, why do we have the book of numbers in the Bible, right? I mean, there's, <laughs> there's numbers are important. Uh, and it's certainly if you get up and you stand up in front of it and you've got a down Sunday for whatever reason it might be, you know, you're putting on your, your best face. But it's a bummer when you, you know, might have 150 people that usually show up or 200 people. And then for some reason it's down 25 percent, you know. And so it's it's a struggle. Low attendance numbers can be uh, can be tough on you as a pastor and, and probably even on your staff. But if you're a senior person, uh, it, it can probably be a little tough because, Part of you is thinking, people, they don't like me. I'm not doing a good job. Many times those voices will go in your head. Right. So that your emotions will, you have a ton of people there one Sunday. You're probably riding high and doing great. And if it's really low, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm a failure. huh? Yeah. Uh, You can feel that way. You can. I mean, it's not everybody does. I mean, I, I after doing this for 40 years, I just get it. I mean, some people just for whatever reason don't show up and it's not nothing you did. It's just, you know, something else was going on or whatever. Uh, so I, low attendance numbers are definitely one of the most challenging things. And, and you know, the answer to that is not easy, but I think the answer is to focus on, you know, what you're doing, what God's called you to do, uh, continue to focus on building your team. Hopefully you have a team of people that help you in ministry. And, uh, you know, there's other outside things you can certainly do. Uh, when it comes to marketing and, and trying to really get the word out and, and looking at some creative ideas to reach people. Uh, and we've talked about all that stuff in our podcast right. in the past, and we can do that again in the future. But I think the bottom line is this. It's something that does hit all of us if you're a pastor. And, uh, you know, you just you can't you can't take it personal. Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask you. I would think that you you, you want to try to avoid making it a personal thing. Yeah. Now again, there's point. There's a point where you want to say, "Look, well, how can we solve this problem?" And then you you need to get creative, and you need to get a team together to create. And you know, there may be things you have to look at. You know, how you're doing your service. You know, what are the topics you're on? And and there's lots of different things. But so yeah. the, the low attendance levels are one of those things. But again, uh, you you've got to get the focus off of that and to focus on what you feel like you're called to do. And uh, and hopefully you have a team of people that that are you know, supporting you and you're working with them as well. So, all right. All right. so I, I think you'd probably agree this would be the top of the list, right? As um, challenges that pastors face or think uh, about. Probably. Yeah. Okay. I mean, money's so, part of it too. Money can be a part yeah, of it too, which we'll yeah. get to in a moment. Well, we're going to get to that. So the number two, and this, I would think this is, this is a tough challenge as well, is dealing with controversial, controversial issues that are on the public agenda. Yeah, it can. And there's lots of hot topics out there. 
and it depends on you know your where you're at in, in, in the world and uh, a lot of our people listen in the United States here because that's where we're at and so even in the United States there's different parts of the country where some topics are a little more hot than others but there are different ideas on on you know gay marriage on uh, public opinions on minorities uh, issues even even issues right now as we speak about uh, things going on in our government and and uh, you know uh, how we're treating our, our the people around us and the Me Too movement and 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 those kind of things and I personally feel like you should not shy away from those things I think you should uh, address some of those things but again. Uh, you you need to address them in a uh, in a very delicate way, yet a very uh, affirmative way, where you can you know encourage people to uh, to really you know seek the truth out and and begin to live it out in a in a loving, uh, meaningful way. And and I think the biggest issue I see in in Christianity today, and not just Christianity, but 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 lots of places and lots of religions, is there's not really a lot of love. In the way we, we in the way we communicate with each other, and you know you can point to social media and say, well, it's because people are just jumping online and they don't have to face people face to face, and they're just putting things on Facebook or Twitter. And I think there's a lot of truth to that, but I think that's also kind of leaked into even our relationships. And so I think the bottom line is this: is is we need to speak the truth in love, but let's not forget the love <laughs> because. <laughs> You know, it's easy to speak the truth. You can use truth and, as a weapon. And and you'd probably agree that, I mean, culture is kind of moving, is, is moved away from the church. We live in a yes. kind of a post-Christian environment. And so the things that the pastor needs and needs to talk on are often, you know, there's a lot of hot topics now. <laughs> a lot of things are at odds yeah. with the kind of the popular flow of things. So anyway. Controversial issues on the public agenda and how to deal with those would be yeah. the second. Um, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't know if that's the top one, but it just depends on where you're at. But it certainly is an issue, and it, it certainly needs. And, and again, what it requires is a lot of forethought. So, I mean, there really needs to be some thinking if you're going to address an issue that's a hot topic, as you said. Uh, there needs to be some meditation and thinking about it before you just get up and talk. And and I know that goes without saying, maybe, but sometimes we just kind of talk. We just kind of let the thing fly, and and sometimes you need to realize, hey, if you're trying to reach people that may have a different viewpoint than you, uh, slamming them is not going to work. But if you can open up dialogue and, and loving conversation with people, uh, you, you might be able to persuade them to, to, for yeah. some things, and might be able there's to the, at least see a middle ground. There's the yeah the 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 common statement: you never argue anyone into the really don't. into the kingdom of God. You you. Uh, you love them into it. It's, it's uh, you know, there's a quote by Martin Luther King. I mean, we're on the, we're we're doing this podcast today on a Wednesday, but his 90th birthday was yesterday, and and the quote that that is attributed to him is that uh, I've decided to choose love because hate is too big of a burden to bear. And I may have gotten that quote a little bit off, but but that's true. I I, I really believe that. So uh, instead of addressing these issues out of anger and, or hate, it's love. It's also interesting. I just heard someone speaking this, that uh, the views of that Martin Luther espoused would be very controversial today. Some of them would so, be. Yeah, so they were controversial so, back then. I mean, yeah, but, yeah. Some of the things he he was espousing as a you know a Southern Baptist minister were 
mm-hmm. at odds. Yes. So anyway, moving on here to so those are the you know the the number one was low numbers. Number two is that just talking about the controversial hot topic issues um, that are affecting culture today. And then this third one is um, <laughs> you talked about a little bit, but if it's time constraints. And if you know, you're a pastor, so you only worked one day a week, right? So why, <laughs> why was there a time constraint? Yeah, I was, uh, I, I was hypocritical. I would get up and speak about, you know, putting margin in your life to our congregation and making sure you budget your time with your family and stuff. And, uh, and we did, don't get me wrong, we did things together as a family, but uh, I, I put a lot of effort and work when I was restarting a church in Kansas, and we got success. We got a measure of success, but I spent a lot of time and energy in it, and I, I think in some ways I stepped over those boundaries that I had set uh, for myself. Uh, and, uh, I mean, we look, we did things together as a family, but many times we did it at the church. And I would just say that, uh, you know, it's fun to paint together at the church, bring your whole family down, let's paint a room or let's do this at the church. And and that that can be good. But I think there's times where you've got to set some time and say, look, uh, I'm going to have to, somebody else is going to have to answer the phone today. I'm going to spend time with my wife and kids, uh, maybe a couple days a week, whatever it would be, where you designate uh, an elder or deacon or somebody to, hey, if, if there's an emergency, uh, you're going to get the phone or you're going to take care of it while right. I spend some time with my wife. So time, you know, especially when you're trying to build something, you know, and you're trying to make something happen like I was. I mean, look, if we weren't successful in Kansas, uh, we were going to starve. <laughs> I mean, right. that may not be that's maybe exaggeration, but, you know, we, we it was either we're going to make it or we're not going to make it. So I put a lot of time and energy uh, in what we were doing there and it, it paid off at times, but it also took somewhat of a burden on my family and, um, Again, I don't think oh. I was terrible, but I, I I do think it hurt my family to some degree. Yeah, so I think what a, what a lot of churches do to combat some of this is since most of the pastors are working the weekends, is they they create a weekend, they shift their weekend or you know their their days off mm-hmm. to you know a Thursday Friday kind of thing. Yeah. And I know our church does that and i would just, i would hope that you know we we deal with a lot of churches i think they a lot of churches will take monday or friday or mm-hmm. and create a weekend in the middle of the week which right. um reminds me of i worked in the corporate world and they had a um you work nine days they call it 980 so you work nine days and you get a every other friday off and um it's a large corporation and the area I was working in, everyone observed it. And I had some meetings on the West Coast and dealing with some people. And, and somebody set up a meeting for the 980 Friday off. And they're like, oh, um, you guys observe that? And so yeah. that's, uh, uh, and I was like, what? You don't? And, the, and the, so the culture just kind of starts to abuse that that time off. So if you do set a time off, you know, Thursday, Friday, you need to be good about yeah. um, observing it. Uh, yeah, and and let me add two here, which is in our notes. Sometimes, if we're not careful as pastors, we can get off on minor, what what are probably minor topics, uh, and and things that maybe somebody else could be doing instead of instead of the senior pastor. And and so that's another thing to consider, which again is hard sometimes for some senior pastors because that means you have to delegate. Uh, but you got to learn to trust people, and so. 
some of the times you're you're chasing things that you probably shouldn't be chasing. It should be somebody else doing that, you know, an assistant or a key person you can trust that's in leadership right. to help. All right. So our number four challenge for pastors of our top seven challenges for pastors is reaching consensus. <laughs> well, so I recently kind of ran across this, which I was a little surprised about uh, where I'm at right now, as far as the church I'm helping right now. And it had to do with um, the sound in our, in our, in our auditorium. Uh, we had a, a person that complained that it was too loud and uh, we didn't think it was too loud. Majority of people, I don't think, I mean, I'm sure there were some other people who thought the music was too loud, but, uh, and so, uh, and, and she was somebody that, that supported the church and, and, and her and her husband. And again, they're great people. I mean, I mean, they may even be listening to this, who knows? And I think they're wonderful people and still do. But uh, one of the things that, that, uh, they were like, it was kind of like, uh, look, can't you fix this? I'm like, well, we, there's a few things we are going to do to help it. One of them was we were going to get rid of our floor monitors and give everybody in ears, which we eventually did. Well, she ended up paying for it. And so that was a good thing. You know, we didn't tell her to, we didn't ask her to, but she goes, look, I'll give you some money if you can fix this. And so this is probably not the greatest example, but many pastors run into this. Somebody complains and, hey, I give, I support this church. You better do what I'm saying. Right. I, <laughs> yeah, I ran into this. I wasn't senior pastor, but I was, it was a, a very a small church in California and the pastor really had a problem and I don't know if he still does today, but he had a real problem with, um, I guess, recognizing the big donors in the church. Wow. Yeah. So it was, you know, if they said something, he'd listen twice where you may listen once for everybody else. And it really got the whole church into problems. Yeah. You know, pe yes. people felt like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm I'm keeping this place afloat, and so you need to listen to what I'm telling you. And and he, the pastor at the time, just I he he gave them a little more uh, credibility than he should have, and it led to a, a church split. So yeah, yeah, that can happen, uh, and and that's very common. I mean, there's there's struggles all the time. Now, in my case, uh, you know, this person was really nice, yeah, but she definitely wanted something fixed, and. Uh, the difference between her was, look, I, I, what she was offering was definitely a valid fix. And, and we were definitely moving in that direction. We just didn't have the money. So when she said, well, here, I'm going to give you the money, fix it. And then the other thing, to her credit, I actually looked up some information because I'm thinking, well, what what should be the decibel level? You know, when you because we had a band and we have a band. So we have guitars and all that stuff. And, and so, you know, what's how loud should it be? And that's always the issue. I remember at your church when I was on staff with your, you know, your team over there, your church. I mean, we struggled with that a lot. And part of the right. issue was, I think, the room and stuff. But uh, I actually looked up some information and I found that Disney, Disney's, uh, you know, Disneyland, Disney uh -huh. World, Disneyland, their, their, their sound levels for there, when you go into there and see an event in Disney, their decibel levels are like under 80 which I was shocked that it was under 80 decibels, but that's what they did. So I actually lowered it and that made a big difference. And I, I wish it was a little louder because I like it a louder experience. <laughs> I like it more full, but we did, we fixed some problems. So, cause we, so we're, this, we're, we're, we're talking about reaching consensus, right? So there's all these yeah. debates 
and the senior pastors typically in the thick of, right. you know, you know, we can't agree. So let's go take it to the senior pastor and see what he says. So that's one of the challenges they, the senior pastor faces. I know we're getting off track here. All I'm trying to say is that if you do some research, if you're having an issue, try to get, try to get some research done on it and get some other people involved in it. And, and, and that can help. I'm just trying to provide an answer here, which is probably not good. I'm going off on a rabbit trail, but but there's answers sometimes to this, and uh, and sometimes you may just have to say no to a big donor, which right. I know scares people. I mean, well, it does. It's like, well, man, if that goes. If that person goes away, what are we going to do? And you know the um, the leadership coach, um, shoot, John, what's his name? John Maxwell. Uh, Don Maxwell, yes. He said, if you're not offending 10% of the people, you're not doing anything. Yeah, that's right. So if they're not, right. you don't have 10% of them upset with you, then yeah. you're not leading. But see, right, again, I, I know, but let me just emphasize this, as it is almost everything we're saying here. You really need to have a team of people that, that you can trust and rely on, a, a team of people that embrace, you know, you're all on the same page, because that will help. So when those big guys come and, and then threaten to leave, well, you know what? If they have to leave, they have to leave. But you have a team of people that at least will support you. All right, move right. on. Sorry. Sorry. All right. So we're going over the top seven challenges that pastors <laughs> face today. So, And I think these resonate with both of us here. So number five is uh, being a good steward while still pleasing church members. Yeah, it's... Again, it's kind of related. It's very... It you feel tempted to say yes to each demand. You know, but but again, you try to please everybody, you end up not doing well at anything. So uh, it, that's a challenge because you got people. But again, get a team of people. And, you know, if you don't have a good leadership team, then you need to get one. Because otherwise, I'm talking about as a pastor, because, look, you're, you're going to it's just going to be too rough. You're not you're going to go down in flames if you don't have people that support you. Yeah. All right. Okay, on. number six, finding a balance between positive and negative. What side of the fence do you, so by positive and negative, you mean, oh, the whole world's going down the toilet, and, uh, you know, how are we going to save this to being more positive with your um, outlook and message and stuff? I think, so look, I've worked with churches and pastors for many years here and i've been on both of these i've seen guys that were just really really negative in their in their speaking and and just really putting people down i just don't think it's the right way to speak i don't think it's the right message to deliver i think that we need to be positive uh look i know there's a lot of bad things going on and i'm not saying we water down the truth i'm not saying that we delete or dilute the dilute the uh, yeah, is that a word? Dilute? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. I, I'm not saying that we should just, you know, uh, be Pollyanna or whatever, but I really think that people are looking for answers and there's always problems, always problems. So let's, let's focus on the answers. Uh, and look, I know that's hard. I, I, I know it's difficult. Sometimes you got to get up and, and say something that's not pleasant, but I think you, I think there's plenty of positive things that you can say. Uh, to every negative thing you say, you know, because if you're just always coming off negative, then you're going to have all these issues we just talked about earlier, low attendance and everything else. And right. I wouldn't blame people. I wouldn't want to go to church where all every time to get up the guy's negative. Look, what he's saying might have some accurate truth to it, but let's focus on something that's a solution to the problem. 
All right. So it's finding the balance between the positive and the negative. So, and then our our seventh challenge is the is also the number one challenge in marriage too. That's right. And Sex, that is right. Oh no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's the number Sex two. Sex is only a problem after you get married. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, it's money. So, it's finances. Yes, finances. The number seven challenge in the churches. Yeah. Well, it is. And I did something I did something yesterday or two days ago that I've never done before. I actually presented a, a budget to my, my board, uh, and which is we don't call them a board. We call them a leadership team because they are. They're a team, but technically they're a board. And uh, I presented a budget and it passed just like that. And, and in the past five or six years, I've had to go back and forth with people and you know, wiggle it through and make it work and massage it and, you know, uh, modify it and, and all that. So money is a big issue. It always is. Uh, my There's different ideas with this. So my thought is this. I think that uh, you need to get somebody that's really good with, with budgets on your team. You see that you notice the uh, emphasis here throughout this whole thing, right? Has been team. I, I think if you get a uh, somebody that's really good as far as a budget person, uh, and put those people in charge, and you know, make them accountable to the board or to your leadership team, instead of the pastor always having to worry about it, it will make a big difference in your life. Uh, I'm proud of what I did uh, when when I came in to this church five six years ago. I'm really proud of it. I, I think I really helped them a lot because their budget was just not what it could have been or should have been. And so, and I'm no genius. I am no genius when it comes to that stuff. You know that. But I, I think there's some basic stuff that if you can find somebody that can put some attention into it, because if you stand up, if you're making decisions based on money, on everything you do as a pastor, you're making the wrong decisions most of the time, because it's not about money. You know, it's about people. It's about connecting people. It's about relationships. And yes, it takes money. It takes money to do the things you're trying to do with your church and to do ministries and to set up things and, and reach out. But you've got to kind of hand off a lot of that to somebody else and, uh, you know, make sure they're accountable. Not that you can't check in every once in a while, see how things are going. But if you get that on your focus, then it's always going to drag you down. Yep, that makes sense. And, um, you know, there's the, the different personalities out there, right, that have to do with how they approach finances. There's the, you know, the, the, the free spirit and then there's the, the nerd budget guy. So it yeah. takes it takes, a I guess, a balance. Right. Well, so your pastor, Jeff Love, uh, was has always been one of these guys. He's he's one of the guys who used to hit me really hard when I was his executive pastor. He said, Phil, money is for ministry. Money is for ministry. Because I was kind of the nerd guy at the time. I was like, oh, we got to bite the bullet here and we got to stop this here. And and, and uh, Jeff is probably on the other side of the coin, you know, mm -hmm. with that. And then at that time, I was working with him 20 some years ago. I was on the other side, you know, and we kind of came to, I thought, a pretty good balance. And and I and so I but I, I appreciate what he brought into my life because, you know, there is a balance there. And, you, you know, money is you want to use it to, to reach people and use it for ministry. But uh, at the same time, you've got to be careful and, you know, make some yeah, wise decisions. You've got to be responsible. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and again, somebody that handles money, you should have people in your church, a team or at least one or two good people that you can trust 
that that are good with money. <laughs> and what I mean by it, they're good with their own personal lives, you know, uh, and, and you can see that in their life and you can see they have a track record and then, uh, you know, begin to work with them on that stuff. So uh, these seven common, common challenges, uh, you can't face these alone if you're a pastor. And unfortunately, I know there are pastors that face a lot of this stuff alone, but they feel alone. You're not alone, number one. We all face these things. And number two, you need to make sure that you put people in your life that you can trust and work with so that they can be there to help you. All right. So if I'm a pastor and I mean, what, what's the first step to your, you talk about teams, I just need to make sure strengthen up my leadership team. I got to give them more authority. You know, if I'm running a small church, maybe yeah. I've been making every decision. Yeah. I need to start delegating. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's relationships. So, you know, Find some people you're comfortable with. And, uh, you know, if you're not comfortable with them, then maybe they shouldn't be on the team. But if you're comfortable with them and they, they're people that, you know, are the, they fit the character, you know what I mean? They're, they're people you can that have a track record of some trust and areas in their life, then I would begin to, to work with them and start handing some things over in, you know, in appropriate time. So right. I don't know. Okay. So these are the top seven. These are the top seven. We'd love to hear from you. I'm sure, you know, I was uh, throwing out answers here that some people might not agree with. Love to hear from you. Love to get your comments on it. Uh, you can send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. And we would like to get your feedback. But we're, we're talking about these things because we do care. And I said this at the beginning of the podcast. You know, we will talk about different issues with volunteers and pastors because, number one, we have experience in this area besides tech. And, and number two, you know, we have a heart. We care. And so if we can help you in any way, if you're out there hurting, let us know. We'll try to do what we can to connect you up with some some assistance, some help. Uh, just don't ask us for money. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can ask. I don't know. All right. We're done. We're out of time, aren't we? Here we are. That's it. Did I just undo everything that I just said in the last three seconds? No, uh, we're fine. All right. So uh, we are... Uh, Church Solutions Podcast, and uh, again, we gave you the contact information. Subscribe to our web, our podcast. Uh, you can subscribe to it on iTunes, and uh, we're somewhere else too, aren't we, Steve? Where else are we? Isn't there like a company you're working with that? Uh, uh, well, anyhow, look, if you subscribe to us, we're on all the popular uh, podcast platforms. And if you subscribe, you won't have to chase us down. We'll, we'll come to you because if you subscribe to us, then we'll, you know, we'll, you'll get it every day on your. Not every day, but every week. Yes. Every week. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do it every week. So aren't you glad we don't? All right. We're done. Good enough. All right. he's, he's Steve Lacey. I'm Phil Thompson. We're out of time. Uh, thanks for listening. We sure appreciate it. We'll catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care. <laughs>